Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Chillin' in the State House, Kansas' premier government and politics podcast. I am Andrew Ball, one half of the Topeka Capital Journal State House team. I'm joined, as always, by my friend and colleague, Jason Tidd. Jason, how are you? Doing well, doing well. Uh, K State won. So, Ema, go cats. Ema, indeed. And we are joined by KU alum. Yes. <laughs> and Associated slightly, Press. Slightly sadder this week because of our one point loss uh, uh, to, to Kansas State. Um, we'll get you back in Lawrence, though, maybe. That voice you hear, John Hanna, Associated Press, friend of the podcast. Yes. Uh, John, you and I spent much of this week chilling in the courthouse. Yes. Uh, covering the trial of a man who was accused, and I guess now he's been convicted, of uh, threatening oh. to kill uh, Congressman Jake Letourneau. So we we were not quite as state housey as we usually are. You no. were chilling in the courthouse. Can't record a podcast there because you can't get much technology in. <laughs> That's right. Uh, generally, unless you ask the judge beforehand, and the judges have different standards for this in terms of saying yes or no you can't bring a cell phone in or a laptop i'm guessing the yeah the, the podcast equipment probably would have been a no from judge teeter yeah, yeah probably probably not especially not in the courtroom but here in the cap journal office anything goes there are no rules and that's how we remain so chill uh just kidding law-abiding Legal, legally chill legally chill yes. um well <clears throat> this last week uh was fairly chill but uh, the week ahead, the week of the uh, 23rd. 23rd, thank you, John, uh, business is going to start picking up, uh, notably because Governor Laura Kelly will be delivering her State of the State address. Jason, this is kind of a weird situation where the session has been underway for a couple weeks. So we know some of the governor's priorities, but what are you expecting when she steps up to the plate on 6.30 p.m. on uh, Tuesday evening? I was going to say, cross your fingers, knock on wood, inshallah, the uh, state of the state happens the second time around. Uh, We expect the governor to talk about tax cuts, uh, fully funding schools, increasing funding for special education, doing some one-time payments, stuff that was laid out in her budget presentation, which was originally scheduled for one day after her uh, State of the State. Well, and of course, she'll talk about governing from the middle of the road, bipartisanship. Um, Inevitably, there will be a, a statement along the lines of, while the state faces many big issues and challenges, the state of the state is strong. Um, Laura Kelly in her first state of the state address was broke with tradition by not using that phraseology. I can't remember the words exactly, but, um, she gave the, uh, the, the, the idea was that the state was under stress when when she took office that was her characterization you know and then there's some play on ad astra per aspera uh you know they'll point she'll probably point to one or two people in the gallery um and then you know god bless you all and god bless kansas now, you know you, you said aspera i always heard oh you uh, said uh, aspera yeah and i always aspera. heard aspera well, I didn't take Latin in college or high school, so I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I just had uh, yearly Kansas Day classes. 
Okay, um, well, I... No, we, 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 we decorated a cake to look like the seal of Kansas. Well, that's cool. See, I, I went to middle school and high school in Texas, and I got there just in time to miss the seventh grade Texas history class. Well, uh, Kansas Day is coming up on Sunday, yeah. and we have an Ad Astra bill, the statue on top of the State House dome. They want it, a life-sized one down here yeah, where... The, the life-sized sized one has been in existence for the past two decades it just hasn't yeah been here. Uh, that seems like an oversight there is also and jason you've written about this there is a bill coming up i think in a senate committee next week that would require a mural dedicated the to the first volunteer kansas colored infantry a civil war unit the first unit of black troops to go into battle in um, 1862, I believe, somewhere. I think it was in Missouri, Missouri maybe. I'll, I've written about it, and I know the history, and it's just my old brain uh, the, the, struggling. The uh, mural has been, they've been trying to get it uh, on a state house wall here for almost 25 years. Yeah, which, yeah, there was a law that said they were supposed to do it, right? And then they haven't. Yeah, and a law that said they were supposed to do it like 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, anyway. The legislature, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, just kidding for all you legislators who are listening. Kind of. Um, well, in the interesting thing will also kind of be the the Republican response, which this year they alternate between chambers. So we are back to Senate President Ty Masterson oh. in his sultry voice. Yes, uh, and and sort of the I wonder I, I I wonder I'll have to ask whether they're going to do it in the chamber with him sitting on the edge of the desk. You know, he didn't wear a smoking jacket, but that was kind of the vibe. <laughs> uh, it was actually it was actually quite effective as a political response goes it's not the staring straight ahead and the hostage video the hostage video i I don't think any of us want the political attire beat coverage but ty masterson is expected to wear uh how how would have you described salvador dali-esque ties yes yes he has quite the uh he has quite the uh practice of wearing very interesting ties and shirts well and and we got the we talked to bill a bit about this on the last podcast we got a press conference where kind of uh hand in hand senate and house republicans rolled out their agenda uh heavy on rhetoric light on specific bills but uh you know that was, I think, kind of supposed to be the precursor to the Republican response that will now come uh, two weeks later than I think they initially envisioned. Well, and, and the the Republican response is generally a broad statement of Republican principles because, for some reason, Republicans don't see the speech before the an embargoed text of the speech before they film their response so you know their their response tends to be we're proud republicans we're for limited government and lower taxes and here's generally how we would address and sometimes it matches up with the speech just fine and sometimes they're not even in the same ballpark so one's playing football and the other one is off playing baseball somewhere well, in the case of K-State, we can win both, basketball and football. 
don't rub it in, Jason. Don't <laughs> rub it in. How how many national basketball championships does K State have? No comment. <laughs> Checkmate. Uh, well, and you know we're starting to get to the point where bills really are being introduced in earnest. Uh, things are chugging along a little bit now, and and. We now have a few abortion and, and, and bills are being introduced by committees. Yeah, I, I hate. I think that's dumb. I think that should not be allowed. I, I worked in Pennsylvania before coming here. And did in they allow committee bills in Pennsylvania? No, you had to have a spot, a, a person, a elected lawmaker sponsoring it. So you couldn't. You can't have lobbyists introduce bills, even though sometimes that effectively was what was going on. Right, have, and and to be clear, the bill drafting staff writes the bills, but sometimes the topics, ideas, and suggested language come from interest right. groups and are are suggested, handed to the staff to deal with. Well, and and the other thing I hate in Kansas that that goes on is committee votes are not recorded. Uh, yeah, a, a legislator can move for their yes or no to be recorded in the in the. Uh, minutes but that does not have to be so there have been situations since i got in here where they had to go and count the hands and and they yeah they kind of yank them down real fast right they they maybe screwed up the count and have to it's a mess just record the votes like come on people Uh, andrew ball advocate for transparency i like to think so Yes, but uh, Jason, we've seen a couple abortion-related bills now. Most notably, this last week, uh, freshman center from Wichita, Chase Blazy, I believe is how it's pronounced, uh, introduced a bill that would uh, kind of take the abortion debate into a new frontier. If it actually winds up going anywhere, yeah, if you are a regular listener of this podcast and reader of CJOnline.com and AP News backslash Kansas. Hand movement. We just did the hand movement. Uh, if you if you are a regular reader or listener or Twitter follower, you probably have a good idea of various abortion policies that could come up this session. But we came – Senator Pelosi introduced one that was not on our radar. Uh, there is a provision in Kansas law dating back to 1992 when Kansas Democrats last controlled the Kansas House uh, that prevents local governments from enacting their own restrictions on abortion. This bill would un- it, it would repeal that language and explicitly say that local governments can enact stricter regulations right and 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 what's interesting in reading that law is they could not enact less strict regulations um if they were going to do it which uh, you know obviously republicans are saying hey we're looking at you lawrence so Um, so 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 for what it means on the other end is wichita where there are currently two abortion clinics uh, that also happen to serve not just Kansas women and girls, but patients from Oklahoma and Texas. And beyond. Uh, uh, it, it would be conceivable that Wichita or Sedgwick County could try to restrict abortion in some way. Although that would almost certainly end up in court. Which might be what they want. 
Uh, Senate President Ty Masterson uh, pretty explicitly said that he would like there to be a court challenge that would make it to the Supreme Court and uh, give them a chance to reevaluate the Hodes decision. The Hodes decision being the 2019 Kansas Supreme Court decision that ruled that the state constitution uh, confers a right to an abortion. And here is why that idea is interesting. The... There is no sense that the Kansas Supreme Court has moved significantly to the right on that issue. However, what you have had since the Hodes decision was the appointment of three new justices, K.J. Wall, Evelyn Wilson, and Melissa Standridge. Melissa Standridge was on the Court of Appeals when it looked at the Hodes case. She was in the the abortion rights side of the seven to seven split on the Court of Appeals. So uh, arguably, she would be counted as somebody who would go along with uh, Chief Justice Marla Lukert and Justice Dan Biles and Justice Eric Rosen to kind of uphold that decision. But but nobody knows. Nobody has an idea where uh, Justice Wilson and Justice Wall are. And, of course, Justice Stiegel, the one Brownback appointee of Republican Governor Sam Brownback, uh, was the lone dissenter in a six-to-one decision. So there is some uncertainty. There's also um, when Justice Dan Biles wrote a concurring opinion that essentially told the majority, hey, you're not really spelling out enough, you're not giving enough guidance to the lower courts. And so there is an opportunity for the court in theory to kind of narrow the decision. Uh, And the more cases... One of two things happens the more cases you throw at the Kansas Supreme Court. They start filling in the law, and you start to get distinctions as to what's permitted and what's not. So while it doesn't seem likely that the Supreme Court, absent another couple of new members, would say, oh, we were just kidding, or that was wrong, which is what actually that happened in Iowa when a Republican governor got more appointees on that court. They just basically reversed themselves after four years. Um, So while that appears unlikely, there's a lot of room for making decisions that, you know, like Roe versus Wade, over time was narrowed. This wouldn't be the first time that local government in Sedgwick County has discussed abortion uh, during the pandemic, the early days of it. The Sedgwick County Commission had some discussions about abortion clinics being considered. Well, uh, and and in theory, under something like this, they could use their local health powers to step in and do something. I I mean, assuming it fits with what, how the law has been rewritten since COVID. And currently the county commission there is 4-1 Republican. Yeah the Wichita City Council is but I'm trying to remember what the percentage of no votes in Sedgwick County was almost exactly the state as a whole yeah 58 percent voted so one one would wonder if they if the local officials decided to 
essentially ban abortion. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming there could be multiple ways they could, in effect, do that, zoning regulations, you know, whatnot. But if they did that, how the, how the voting pot, how the electorate down in Sedgwick County would feel about it. Two reasons why talking about abortion now is a little bit timely uh, is this weekend is the 50th anniversary of Roe v. Wade, though that is no longer... Uh, yeah, on the books. And uh, Tuesday, before the State of the State address, uh, Kansans for Life has their annual uh, March for Life here at the State House. Yeah, which is a day of events. They'll you'll you'll see tables. Uh, the the anti abortion crisis pregnancy centers will have tables or a table, and they'll they'll be all. I mean, it will it will be. You know, it's I, 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 <laughs> every every student from every Catholic school in Topeka will be uh, somewhere at some point at the state house last uh, year as an object very, lesson in politics and whatnot. Last doctrine. year it was very cold, but very well attended. Yeah, lots of value them both signs, mm-hmm. and I'm curious to see what it's like this time around. And if some of them stick around and protest the governor when she. Uh comes in to speak at 6 30 have, have you just given people ideas andrew i i would be surprised if people didn't have the ideas already frankly well, yeah. i mean we saw protests outside the state of the judiciary address which yes uh, no offense to the state of the judiciary address but i mean not not the state of the state well I, I, there are like 16 people who pay attention to that and that includes the kansas supreme court justices yes uh just kidding uh judiciary folks we covered it just saying it, it was a enjoyable it was, time yes um, but, uh, but, but, what, but what the, 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 but the angle that we covered out of it is judicial selection reform, uh, yeah. which is inspired largely by the abortion decision. Also the, uh, school funding, uh, cases over the past decade. Well, yeah. Uh, but a, a year ago, the Senate narrowly failed, uh, how, how many votes was it off? One or two? Uh, I want to say they were one shy. It might have been two. Uh, Republicans were aiming for another constitutional amendment uh, that would allow for... Did they go for direct election or for Senate confirmation? Senate confirmation, basically mirroring the model that you see at the federal level where the U.S. Senate confirms judicial nominees made by the president. And uh, while we have yet to see a bill this time around, we do expect there to be some attempt at judicial selection reform. It, it, it will be interesting to see the the Senate confirmation model uh, debated post Dobbs, the U.S. Supreme Court decision that overturned Roe versus Wade. I mean, obviously, with the U.S. Supreme Court, the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, nomination battles have been in some ways uh, not all of them but in in many of them very bitterly partisan uh, because Republicans have been looking to to uh, secure a conservative majority on the U.S. Supreme Court and then of course it's you know it's this uh, the the five most conservative justices on the Supreme Court uh, who really aggressively pushed to overturn Roe versus Wade in that in that majority decision, and so 
in that context, if Republicans do manage to get the such an amendment on the ballot, it will. I think obviously you will probably see abortion rights advocates and groups really, really, I mean, really play on that. Um, in addition to that, when we were watching the retention votes, the six the six retention votes this year, all but Justice Rosen, um, there was there were there there were a lot of commercials about you know preserve the independence of the Kansas courts, um, and and so you could see that kind of campaign, and and obviously on the other side, I think you'd see a campaign too. Um, so it's that that's an interesting discussion. It would it's a lot of work to get it through the House and Senate, though. And and this past week gave potential fuel to the fire for judicial selection reform because Governor Laura Kelly had appointed Rachel Pickering, a Shawnee County District Court judge, to the Court of Appeals. Uh, there was this issue in her past from early in her legal career. Uh, it was vetted by the governor's office, but was not mentioned in what they sent over to the Senate uh, Judiciary Committee. The Senate found out about it, uh, dug deeper. Uh, and they said it was part of their vetting process. They ultimately did not see this issue as something that should keep her from being a oh, court of the- appeals judge. You can read more about the issue, uh, but the issue is no longer whether that was a mountain or a molehill. It is about whether Kelly should have disclosed it to the Senate committee. And if this means that future nomination she has, uh, I, basically Virgil Peck, a senator from uh, Havana, Havana, Kansas. In Southeast uh, Kansas. Said that he now is concerned what else are they not finding out on both people who the Senate has to confirm and people who the Senate does not have to confirm. Right. And, and, you know, we have the example of Carl Folsom who was a very highly regarded public defender um, that governor Kelly tried twice to appoint to the court of appeals. And, and uh, he was, rejected and some of the republicans argued he didn't quite have the right experience the right mix of experience um there was a sense that they were they didn't want to put a public defender on the bench they prefer more prosecutor the prosecutor side um what that means is that and and not going to argue that this this kind of thing doesn't come into play with the supreme court selection system but what it means is factors factors unrelated to whether somebody is actually qualified to sit on the bench in terms of, you know, the demeanor and life experience in law school, you know, not that they don't have experience, but they don't have the right kind of experience. And then you can just get into a situation of, well, do I feel I was told everything I needed to be told? Or, you know, let's be brutally honest. In some cases, there will be in some future legislature a Republican majority that just doesn't want a Democratic governor to have another appointment on an important court 
and, you know, it will be rejected and they'll push the governor to get somebody more conservative. Which is actually probably what happened with, with Carl Folsom. They ended up with some uh, with with a judge who has more of a prosecutorial background. And Carl Folsom is now on is it the Douglas County District Court. Yeah, he's now he was a- appointed by Kelly to that position, and that appointment did not require Senate confirmation. Yeah. Well, and kind of a there's there's a lot going on this week, but maybe the last area to touch on briefly. Um, things are really getting going in the House Elections Committee. Yes, um, a couple big bills on the agenda on Tuesday. Uh, hearing on a bill that would move Kansas to runoff elections, which is kind of an interesting concept, particularly interesting. And, and because after the Civil War, we want to emulate the Deep South. <laughs> Actually, other, sta- other states George, do it. it, it yeah. Is it? It's Georgia and Louisiana, right? Well, I, who else does it? What, California what, has some sort of jungle. They, they have a jungle system. primary, and then you go to the the big two so in california you can have a situation where you have two democrats running against each other yeah i guess as far as just runoffs that you're right and alaska and maine have ranked uh, ranked choice choice, kind of an instant runoff which is an interesting that the proposers of this bill um would do a runoff as opposed to ranked choice I think ranked choice has a worse reputation in Republican circles. But obviously the frustration is Kelly, uh, Governor Kelly has won two terms with less than 50% of the vote. And maybe the thinking is uh, if you require somebody to get 50 plus one, that, you know, that's, that's better. But, you know, obviously the downside is it lengthens the election season right because just uh what everyone was thinking after this election last election cycle is let's do it all again in the span of a few weeks um, well and, and when november 8th rolled around and you were no longer getting election ads did you want another month of them yeah well and and the other thing to note is that historically runoff electorates have been smaller than general election electorates and you know for example in a state like georgia before 2020, it tended to favor the dominant power, which at that at point in recent history is the Republicans. Um, of course, what was at stake in the U.S. Senate kind of changed that dynamic in 2020 and 2022. But you could very easily see Kansas kind of reverting back to its... Um, republic more republican roots in a runoff than you know because centrist moderate voters go okay we're done and go home i it it would it's hard to say because kansas has never done it you know alf landon the great sainted alf landon uh governor before he ran for president in 1936 died at the age of 100 he won his first term with the smallest plurality ever as governor and i think it was somewhere around 34 point something and that was one of the years the goat gland doctor ran no andrew this bill would seem to be inspired by a certain independent senator from hiawatha uh, though the people who introduced the bill says that say that it is not it's just it's not 
I don't think it's necessarily a coincidence that three out of the last four gubernatorial elections we've had have had a winner that did not uh, get over 50 percent. Well, and that includes 2014, mm-hmm. right? Because Sam Brown back in winning a second term didn't quite get to 50 percent. Yeah, Keen Umbar uh, denied him that uh, libertarian candidate in that race. And, and you know, Senator Dennis Pyle, we're mentioning Senator Dennis Pyle, he of the small basement office now. Yeah, he's a neighbor kind of of ours. Neighbor down the, down, down the hall and uh, a left from us. So. Well, well then on. No, you I was like just going to say Dennis Pyle to the left. Yeah, I know. It's kind of weird, isn't it? But. <laughs> but remember that if you're coming from the the other direction it's very definitely a right which is more appropriate for senator Pyle, because he's very conservative oh andrew there's some other election bills that have been introduced yes so thursday is uh, a different bill which we have seen some variation of before it would end the so-called three-day grace period Air quotes. Uh, that uh, basically, currently, if you have postmark your ballot by the time the uh, polls close on election day, it has until the close of business on Friday to get there. Uh, I guess unless Friday is a federal holiday, in which it's <laughs> state holiday, then it has the next day to the yeah. Monday to get there. But a uh, weird quirk we ran into in the November general election. But this bill would end that. It would say your your ballot has to be received by 7 p.m. on election night, 7 p.m. local time when polls close. Uh, yeah, because we have to, counties in uh, western Kansas yeah. that are in mountain time. Shout out to our four counties in mountain time. I'm sure uh, our robust listenership there is, is Oh, happy they love to. us in Greeley County. <laughs> uh, it's true. Go west, young man. It's true. Um, Horace was not. Horace, by the way, traveled out to Colorado sometime in the 1850s and had not complimentary things to say about Western Kansas. So I don't know why they named a county after him. They obviously never read his memoir or something. Well, it's nice to have a county named after a journalist. Yeah, I'll I'll take it. Um, so this is kind of a, re- a, a response to the notion that people want election day to be election day you know they want all ballots to effectively be counted on election day and and it stems from because uh, some baseless fraud accusations yeah because somehow it's fraudulent if 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 they come in afterwards well and and there's no proof of that and it's important to point out that the results that you see on election night even though news media like the associated press may call races those are unofficial they are not official and final until the county canvas and then the state canvas. well they're actually yeah the state canvas which happens you know Usually at the, the end, end of, of November, end of August, end of November. So there, there is that. That you know, there are going to be questions about, for example, military ballots arriving on time. Um, well, just the and the the pace of the U.S. Postal Service has worsened. Yeah, in there, are no, years. there are no there are no mail sorting uh, processing centers in Kansas. Well, in Western Kansas, it goes to I think either Abilene, Kansas City, Denver, or even Albuquerque, New Mexico. That's, yeah, so that, that that's an interesting issue. And in addition to that, I did see uh, a, I think a Senate bill that would limit drop boxes to an- another debate. We've had another before. debate. <laughs> 
ballot drop boxes to one per 30,000 residents, which would really, really cut the number of ballot drop boxes. Was there also one to uh, make it that mail-in voting would be restricted to veterans and disabled people, I think? There have been a couple of House bills related specifically to that. Well, and then there was one that said every mail ballot would have to have a witness signature on it, and a single individual could sign no more than 10 which would be kind of like the 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 third party transportation of ballots to election officials which that could be an attempt to make it a more enforceable law there have been complaints from republicans well, and if, including attorney general chris kobach yeah. that that law is essentially unenforceable uh, well because- to which your average voting rights advocate would say good I mean, they, their argument is you don't need that law, that, that it's not preventing anything except uh, keeping uh, poor minority carless uh, people who can't get off work elderly, elderly in nursing homes. It's only just making it harder for them to get their ballots to the election office. And that's 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 that states do it all differently. Most of them have some rule about something like that but it's inspired by the mythical mules yes the mythical mules um in addition i i think i saw um the the i've seen it i was looking over a couple of other um election bills and um it's just it's going to be there are a lot of ideas out there for um for kind of revising election laws. Well, it's kind of unclear which have leadership support. uh, In the aforementioned press conference, Senate, House Republican leadership, their agenda has some very vague uh, planks related to voting, but it's not at all clear how these fit into that. Um, It was more on the lines of pushing back, I think, against Biden and administration overreach into elections. Well, you know, there was a congressional the the thing that I think it actually was like House Resolution One, the first real and and it had a name. Actually, I think it became the John Lewis Voting Rights Protection Act or something like that. I think it had John, Congressman John Lewis's name on it. But it would have inserted the federal government much more aggressively into state elections. And, you know, it, it's this interesting model that the United States has where at the, that the states are responsible for elections and by and large, their run the the head election official is either uh, partisan elected or appointed by somebody who's partisan elected. And in a lot of countries, there is some sort of nonpartisan national election commission that handles all of this. But of course, you know, that would happen in largely in places where federalism is not as strong an idea as it is in the United and States. Andrew, to your point, uh, we don't know which one's leadership supports or doesn't. Right. Uh, Dan Hawkins, the Republican from Wichita and the Speaker of the House, had his newsletter go out today, Friday, uh, saying that Republicans want to focus on election integrity, but it didn't say what that means. It, it, it didn't say what bills he supports or what policies he supports yeah it's this it's this very it's this very interesting idea that there is an issue with election integrity despite the the lack of evidence of any major problems particularly in 2020 and 2022 
Yeah, I, I, I haven't heard any lawmakers or elected officials here this session question the integrity of their own elections yet. Well, that's, that's and that comes whenever you whenever you start talking about. I mean, Scott Schwab, the Kansas Secretary of State, uh, in one of the conversations he had said, "Yes, legislators are perfectly able to contest their own elections, question their own elections." Somehow, that uh, rarely. No, it doesn't happen. Well, guys, I think it, maybe we should go rest up for the busy week ahead. What do you all say? I think it's a great idea. Aye, aye, Captain. <laughs> Who appointed me captain of this? I don't think that's a good idea. Well, you know, you're you're the one with the dulcet tones who opens every podcast. I guess that's true. You see, I thought after I said aye, aye, Captain, you'd say, who lives in a press office <laughs> under the state house? Oh. Topeka. It, this is yeah. guys this is a very awkward spongebob squarepants reference okay which i love spongebob squarepants especially the what is it the camping episode gather around the campfire sing the campfire song with the sea rhinoceros is that the one where uh plankton makes the like nuclear references? no that's the, that's the one where f they, is for fun uh, it's the one where they go ukulele. camping. Squidward goes camping with Patrick and SpongeBob, and you know they're in a danger with dangerous sea animals, and they draw a circle in the sand to protect themselves. And and Squidward keeps running afoul of the rules and getting beat up, and they sing the campfire campfire song. As, it's a very funny episode. As a millennial, in, I am as embarrassed a, to say in a that seven John to eight knows more about. SpongeBob Squarepants I, than me. My daughter watched SpongeBob when she was younger. See, you guys don't have kids, so you don't understand this. But when you have young children, you watch what your young children watch. And you know, like I knew everything about Barney. I knew more than anybody ever, ever wanted to know about Barney. As the third <laughs> of six children, I definitely watched my fair share of My Little Pony and Ugh. princess movies. While I, I didn't mind the princess sisters. movies. You know, The Little Mermaid was about a father having to let go of his maturing daughter. That's the message I took away from it. <laughs> and as a musical theater and theater person i mean maybe sebastian yes well and then of course beauty and the beast was a great movie because bell bell rescued her her father and insisted on taking his place even though he told her i'm old i'll stay and she said no no so quite the hero mulan goes into the army so that her aging and uh, limping father doesn't have to see you're you're sensing a theme here one of these (laughs) days we will record a chillin in the state house without a disney reference but uh today's not the day today is not the the day folks well i am mysterious as the dark side of the moon so Mysterious as the dark side of the Senate. <laughs> all, all right. Does the all, Senate all the have a dark touches, side? Uh, is the kingdom. Oh, right. Time <laughs> Well, uh, 
If you want to get caught up on uh, Statehouse News, uh, maybe with a little less Disney, uh, cjonline.com is the place to go. Uh, we have wall-to-wall, gavel-to-gavel coverage of the Kansas legislature. You know, I wonder if our subscription is cheaper than a Disney Plus subscription. I think it is. It's definitely cheaper than Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, Hulu combined. Uh, and you can learn something. Yes. Uh, plenty. Go subscribe if you haven't. Please, uh, it pays our salaries. Um, you can also find us on social media uh, at CJ Online on Twitter, uh, same on Instagram, and you can like us on Facebook. And Jason, where are you on Twitter? At Jason underscore Tid. I am at Andrew Ball, B A H L. John, where can they find your work? At A P J D Hanna. And then. Uh, as Jason noted, www.apnews backslash with the hand movement Kansas, um, and and actually sometimes you can find my stories all over the wide world. You can. It's it's quite fun. All over the interwebs, as we say. <laughs> And you can find John's voice, much like uh, Jason and I's voice, on Children in the State House. Every week we have a great uh, back library of episodes. You can check yes, that out. Yes, yes. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, anywhere our podcasts are found, uh, we are there. Jason? Andrew. John? Andrew. Jason? Pleasure as always. Yes. And we will uh, see you right back here next week. You can be our guest for another Children in the State House. Be our guest. Be our guest. Put our service to the task. We'll we'll see you then. Have a good one, y'all.